What is this, Midnight Wimp Bowling League? everyone, welcome to a brand new episode of Exploit It. I'm Alexis Strowski. And I just bowled 300. Oh wow, did you did you make a wish for that? I, I had to, I'm a terrible bowler. Oh. I'm Kevin. And I'm Kevin Daly, the terrible bowler. And this week we're talking about Sorority Babes and the Slimeball Bowlerama, 1988, directed by David Dakota. Small things can cause big trouble. I know where the Tri-Delta Sororities having their initiation tonight. Yeah, Felta Delta. And we just might be able to watch. They say you've got to start at the bottom to get to the top. And they're right. Oh! They say you shouldn't stick your nose where it doesn't belong. <laughs> and they're right. Busted. They say where there's smoke, there's fire. They're right. Babs, have a cocktail. They say curiosity killed the cat. <laughs> and they're right. <laughs> they say good things come in small packages. No way out except by dying. But this time, they're wrong. You've got to give the devil his due. Sorority babes. Yeah, we're going to be sticking with this director for, for a couple weeks here. Yeah, this stuff's fun. If not, if not good, but fun. Yeah, now this movie, it was actually the most popular feature shown on USA Up All Night with Ron Shear way back in the in the day, and I should establish that David Dakota is my favorite director. You, you've spoken with him, if I recall correctly, yes, right? Yes, I interviewed him before for the, the Geek Juice podcast. Way back in the day. Yeah. He began his career at the age of 18 as a PA assistant for Roger Corman at New World Pictures, and then he... He cut his teeth working in the porn industry before he went to work for Empire Pictures and Charles Band. So his first feature film as a director was Dream Maniac, then he did Creepazoids, and they, they were impressed with that. So Charles Band is like, I've got a poster and a title, do this movie, which is Sorority Babes. <laughs> <laughs> Good old top-down design. That's how Charles Band did everything, and, and Dakota did with everything they did with Empire, and then moving on to Full Moon. Yeah. Was we have a poster and a title, and we are good. And they would pre-sell everything for release based on just the poster and the title. That's really funny. Then and they'd then, be like, "Oh, I suppose we should make this movie now." Build a movie around the the poster and the title. That's yep. I mean, that's, that's interesting. In the two thousands, Dakota moved into his more, uh, I guess you would say, homoerotic horror, but it's it was marketed as horror for girls because it's all <laughs> yes. shirtless dudes for girls. Yes. Yep, and he started Rapid Heart Pictures in the the early 2010s and made all of those 1313 movies. Many of which were shot in the same house as the movie we're going to talk about later. Yes. 
He did do a, a personal movie, Leather Jacket Love Story, which is the only film of his that made the, the festival circuit, which was like his coming out gay romance film, which we might do sometime. And one other thing to point out that I don't know if you noticed on the other movie, but Dakota uses a bunch of pseudonyms, just like all the great exploitation directors. That's, that's, how, you, that's how you know. Yeah. And so far, he's directed 176 movies. It's impressive. That's so, quite, a, quite a filmography. Yep, so brace yourself. We're going through all of them. <laughs> 70 years later. Yeah, that is our show now. We are the Cult of Dakota. Cult of Dakota. Okay. No, we're only looking at him for two weeks. I'm so, sure we'll be back around for some stuff at some point. But yeah. Yeah. yeah, his films are best viewed randomly. You can't just marathon the whole filmography because it'll all blend together and you won't know what you're watching anymore, especially those 1313 movies. I know, again, because, again, a lot of them are shot in the same place. So. With the same people. <laughs> the same cast, so it's just like... Well, it's like the women in prison movies. Like, Oh, yeah, when I watched all of those over a month. <laughs> it's like, I don't remember which one is which. No, I don't remember if I ever watched this movie or not, because all of these, like, movies from the 80s that were, like, sorority houses or slumber parties, they all kind of just blur together. Yeah, this one definitely starts that way, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, the felt, like it walk- felt like I walked into Porky's. Yeah. Well, the movie starts with its opening credits, and the song that it plays fucking bangs. I don't know. Well, yeah, the... the <laughs> I'm gonna call it the licensed soundtrack, but I feel like all the music in here was, like, rip-off bands, like, <laughs> doing song parody. Like, the, the, the opening song has, like, a new order or a corrosion of conformity vibe to it. I was totally... I was totally feeling it. Yeah, even though that song gets stupid after a bit, because the only lyrics are Welcome to the Darkness. Yeah, but it's still a banger. Yeah, it goes like, Welcome to the Darkness, Welcome to the Darkness, over and over yeah. again. And then we get our um, our group of nerds. These fuckers. Oh, yeah. They're watching TV, well, they're watching some horror film on TV, and one of them, named Keith, is reading porn. He's reading Penthouse. Yes. You know, cause you, so you know he's extra sleazy, because it's a penthouse rather than a much classier Playboy. Oh. Though it could be worse. It could be Hustler. Yeah. This is pre-internet. Right. Look, we uh, you take what you can get. Then there's the fat guy, Jimmy. Yeah, that fucker. And then our main nerd, Calvin, is the one watching TV. Yeah, who- he is okay. The actor for him is Andrus Jones. He was in Nightmare on M Street Part 4 after this. Oh. Um, his big claim to va- fame is the uh, the video game Night Trap. Um, oh, I love Night Trap. That, that, is, that is a classic. Yep, that pervy Sega CD game. Barely a game, though it does have multiple endings. So I guess it's. A- yep, and so they're um they're 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 teasing each other. They're like, "Oh, you're a virgin. Well, you've only been with ugly women," and blah blah blah. And, and they, um, they take they take themselves way too seriously. Oh, they do. But then Keith has the secret knowledge of where, where the sorority will be holding their, their initiation at midnight. The sorority, the Tri-Delta sorority girls. Yep. Who? And, uh, yeah. These, and these guys, I just like to point out, these dudes seem like college dudes. They better. do. These sorority girls, we get a quick glance of them. There's, well, we meet three of them. Babs, Rhonda, and Frankie. Uh, Babs was in Slumber Party Massacre. Like I said, these movies blend together. Yes, they all blend together. <laughs> And they're they're preparing for initiation, giving Babs crap because they're like, I think you just like paddling women. You like it way too much. Yeah, this is this is uh, a different setting away from being a woman in prison movie. And um, back with the the nerds, they're like, Hey, Calvin, do you want to to go? 
And he's like, no, I'm watching a movie. And they're like, the fuck is wrong with you, Calvin? We're going to go watch all these women get spanked. And Keith goes into detail about these initiation ceremonies. Yeah. He's like, last year, there was this girl with great boobs and babs made her wear a bra full of worms and do push-ups. It's like, these dudes are in some weird shit. Thankfully, we don't have to say anything like that, though. No. Nope. And so they give Calvin one beer. Yeah, it's a Bud, too. Budweiser. It's like 3.2%. Yeah, and that one beer makes him stumbling fucking drunk. Also, he has the most appropriate reaction of being to drinking Budweiser, which was utter disgust. Unless, of course, Budweiser wants to sponsor us, then it's the most amazing yeah. beer. That kid doesn't know what he's talking about. Drink Bud Light, everybody! <laughs> I am not above selling out. <laughs> so we get the two initiates, who are notable actresses here. Um, Taffy is played by Brink Stevens. She was in, oh, we'll probably see her again, because she was in Slumber Party Massacre, Slave Girls from Beyond Infinity, um, a bunch yeah. of other Dakota films. Yeah. I feel like we've seen something with her before. Maybe not. Maybe it's just one of those names. It's yep. genre. And the other girl, Lisa, is played by Michelle Bauer. She was the Penthouse Pet of the Month for July 1981. Oh. Yep. She starred in Cafe Flesh, Reform School Girls, Puppet Master 3. <laughs> a ton of those 1313 movies. And then I have a note here that frat and sorority hazings are just absolutely the worst things ever. The funny thing is this one's like relatively tame. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, frats are the worst, man. The, the, all the people that have died in the past at those things. I told you, uh, my, not, not, I didn't, I didn't pledge a fraternity, but I told you my roommates who were pledging a fraternity. Have I told you that story? No, you haven't. So this is my second year of college. I decided to stay at the dorm because my dorm was pretty nice and they let me stay there. This is first semester, new kids. I, I had a suite. So it was, uh, me and a roommate. And then we had a living room that we shared in the bathroom. And then there was another, uh, another room, with two guys in it. And the two guys were, they were freshmen. And, uh, so they were, Pledging a fraternity, and I don't remember which one. This was at Cal in 2003, and they were so drunk. They came home, and they were they they were in their room, and it's just I don't even remember what time it was. This is probably eleven midnight one. I don't remember. Me and my roommate were up. We were just I was playing playing video games. That's mostly what I did. I don't remember what he was doing. And one of them comes in and he goes, "You won't fucking believe what he he just literally got up, pissed on my chair, and went back to." Bed. Oh my lord! And we just start busting up laughing because one of the more it's like, man, that is that's quite a hey, man, your chair won't flush, <laughs> like that sort of shit. Anyway, yeah, frat hazing is a thing. Yeah, it's institutionalized sadism. That's what they call it in the movie, and that is pretty much what it is. Yeah, and we only have these two girls that are the initiates. And yeah, a very small sorority. Yeah, there's these three women and these two initiates. The two girls are in their panties, and, um, oh yeah, the secret location that they're doing the sorority hazing at is the fucking sorority house. Sorority house, very, very secretive location. Yeah, and the guys are, are lined up watching as the paddling begins. Typical college frat movie sex comedy fashion. Yeah, and Calvin's drunk ass thinks that he's watching a television show. Yeah. With his one beer. <laughs> he's stumbling around, they have to drag him, and he's just like, oh, this is a good TV show. And then, uh, oh, the girls cover each other in whipped cream. Yeah, uh, uh, why? Who knows? Because <laughs> exploitation film. Yeah, they have a line here about Babs, like, you should uh, consider prison work brutal Babs, the Wicked Warden. <laughs> like, that seems like a movie I watched at some point. Yeah, well, we, we do have a woman in prison week coming up. Yep. 
next month. And so the guys, they just break on into the sorority house. Yeah, they say, let's get a better view. I'm like, how can you get a better view? Your like, face is like in the ass. The girl's getting spanked. Yeah. It's like, oh, inside, yes. But that's pushing it a bit far. That's sticking their heads in the bathroom to watch Brink Stevens shower. And it's yep. just gratuitous nudity here. Yep. We get it all. It's a it's a full frontal nude scene. Yes. Very drawn out. Um couple of scenes here both the spanking and the uh and the showering yeah and it goes on forever like this girl will never be clean and there's no shower curtain she's just standing in a claw tub with a shower head uh is that normal for sororities i have no idea i imagine they're like normal houses that have a regular ass shower that's my assumption i have been in sorority houses i've never gone peeping tomming into their bathrooms yeah True. <laughs> These guys do, and Babs busts them and after a good ten minutes of this scene. Yeah. And they're, they're going to punish these guys, and the girls, are, they're all dressed normal now. <laughs> I was hoping for ritual sacrifice, but that's not what happens. No, uh, Babs gets the bright idea of like, well, hey, our, our initiation is we want you to go to the, the bowling alley in the mall and steal a trophy and take these nerds along with you. It's like basically pulling a high school prank. Yeah, and um, at first the guys are like, oh no, I don't want to do this, until Keith is like, we'll be alone in a deserted bowling alley with two frightened, gorgeous girls who need companionship. Because, yep. of course, perv, pervy, pervy Keith. Pervy college boys. Yep. And and they're, 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 too, they're too soft for, for raping, but uh, they're still creepy. Yeah, they're... Well, I mean, the breaking into the sorority house to spy on them in the bathroom is pretty fucking cringy. Yeah, it's, they're you know, they're super they're super pervy, but they're not like it's not forcible rape time. It's not revenge of the nerds. Yeah, and um, so we get the the bowling alley in the mall, which you don't see those very often. Yeah, no, you don't, because the bowling alley takes up a, a good chunk of real estate. So there's a in Pueblo, they have the the mall has the. Uh, trampoline park, though. Oh yeah, we got a trampoline park in the mall. It's not very big. It'd be big enough to. It'd be big enough to also be a bowling alley. Then we have a uh, a bowling alley that's in the basement of a mall of this the strip mall, really. But it's in the basement. You don't get those in California where this movie takes place. No, nah, we don't have. Yeah, we don't have basements. But also, it turns out that Bab's dad owns the mall, so the sorority girls are able to Bab's Rhonda and. Whatever her fucking name was. They they can just, like, they use the key and they just go on in to hide. Yeah, there's some riveting car driving shots here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a Takoto staple, man. Driving cars. Um, although I do love the dialogue because Keith thinks he's some badass MacGyver. Oh, yeah. It's like, we're gonna, I'm gonna need these items and we're gonna have to subvert the alarm. And, and Calvin is throwing up in the car because he's fucking drunk from his one beer. Drink Bud Light. All right. Yeah, one beer. He's even like he had a forty or brandy wine or something. He basically had water. Yeah, piss water. Yeah. Um. Then we get the janitor. I love the fucking janitor. Yeah, the janitor. He can't hear. Like these girls are loud as they're they're going through, and they accidentally shut the door, locking him in some closet. And he's like, "Oh, I guess it must have been a draft." <laughs> yeah, right. The janitor is played by George Buck Flower, who we had on this show before, actually. Oh yeah, he looks familiar. Yeah, he was in Escape from New York. Oh, okay. He's the drunk that's like our that gets the the president's signal. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he was. That's, that's hilarious. down in the basement. He's like, I'm the president now. That's really funny. Yeah, he's in a ton of movies. Anytime that they needed like a drunk, it's this dude. Oh, he's also in uh, 
Tammy and the T-Rex. He's Norval. He's one of the bum- bumbling cops. Oh, I like him. Good times. He's good. He's good in this movie. Yep. Incidentally, he's in Puppet Master 2. So Calvin is throwing up in the parking lot as they get to the mall, and Keith is like, I need to find the wires for the alarm. And Calvin just fucking opens the door. It ain't even locked. I love it. He's just like, <laughs> fuck it, walking in. It's like, see? Easy. Yep. Now, this bowling alley, when they shot the movie here, well, they could only shoot after hours, of course. Yeah. And they had an open bar, so all of the cast and crew were drunk for the entirety of the shoot. Even Dakota, in interviews, he's like, yeah, I was drunk the entire time. They go in and it's like, this bowling alley is creepy. I'm like, I don't know. It looks like a fucking bowling alley at night. Yeah. (laughs) It looks like it should. (laughs) Bog standard bowling alley. Yeah. And we're going to stop right here for for a quick break. Need plans for this weekend? How about checking out the slime ball bolorama at the mall? Bring the whole family. It'll be great. $5 gets you two games and free shoe rental. Ask about our group rates and event hosting. The slime ball bolorama is perfect for birthdays, bat mitzvahs, anniversaries, with a ritualized humiliation of a sorority hazing. See Uncle Impy and his new wave band. Have kids get their wishes fulfilled by Uncle Impy. The slime ball bolorama takes no responsibility for the inappropriate fulfilled wishes by Uncle Impy. Slimeball Bolorama also accepts no responsibility for that bearded fat man pretending to be a janitor. He doesn't even work here. So if he happens to wander up to your group and start babbling about a nun's vagina or something, just consider it part of the heartwarming Slimeball Bolorama experience. He's harmless, I swear. So bring the whole family down to the Slimeball Bolorama this weekend for a fantastic time. The Slimeball Bolorama, where a kid can be guard for life. And we're back. So, when they're going around the bowling alley, looking for the trophies, somebody else is already there, robbing the place. The great Linnea Quigley, his spider. I love her in this movie. Even though she gives her line delivery so poorly throughout. Oh, I, yeah. <laughs> There's something about her in this movie. Yeah. Well, David Dakota really wanted her in the movie, so he gave her the script and said, pick any role you want. And first she picked Keith. No. <laughs> yeah. No, she picked, she picked this role. She's a genre superstar. Yeah, I mean, it's the most fun role in the movie. Yeah, we've Except seen maybe, her. Maybe the bad guy. but Oh, we'll get to him. Well, we've seen her before in Return of the Living Dead, and then Silent Night, Deadly Night. Well, she was in the first one, but we saw her in part two because that movie is half, half, half of it's just cl- clips from the first movie. Yep. And so she's got her crowbar trying to break into the register, and all the, the sorority initiates and the, the nerds, they come up and they... She just it starts insulting them. She's like, what are you, a midnight wimp bowling league? <laughs> somebody's like, who are you, the Bride of Dracula? And that, that doesn't even face her. Hi, you come here often? Jesus Christ. Sorry, I didn't mean to startle you. You stay there, Pally, or I'll lay you right the fuck out. Oh, hey, I, I'm not going to hurt you or anything. Damn straight you're not. You're no security guard. Oh, no, no, I'm, I'm just, um, I'm just... That's close enough. What's going on? I... What is it? Calvin, is this a friend of yours? Sort of. <laughs> yeah, dream on, Toad. What is this Midnight Wimp Bowling League? What are you, the Bride of Dracula? Oh. 
jump back. Prom coins on the loose, or is it high school hookers? Um, well, and then uh, Taffy introduces herself, and she's like, "What the fuck, Taffy? What kind of name is that?" <laughs> she's like, "What's wrong with Taffy?" Well, if you don't know, then you deserve that name. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest, Taffy is kind of a weird name. Yep, and um, she is awesomely bitchy, is my note. <laughs> yes, and Calvin is now smitten with her. Yeah, still not sober. No, and he's like, "Hey, if you need any money, I I, I could give you a dollar." In his defense, that's probably all he's got. He's a poor college student. And then she's like, I'm robbing the fucking place. Which, the script actually had her cussing way more. Even though in this movie, she cusses quite a lot. Like, every other yeah. word is fuck. It's cussing quite a bit in the movie to begin with. Yeah, Linnea didn't feel comfortable cussing so much, so she actually cut out about half of it. So, <laughs> we're getting half of the cuss force that the script had. And so they, they go into the trophy room, they eventually find it. I don't know how you could not find it. It's, you know, like you said, really standard bowling alley. It's like there in the front. Yeah. Lit. And so they're like, oh, let's take the biggest trophy we can. Meanwhile, while they're stealing that trophy, Calvin is just following around Spider like a like a lost puppy. It's kind of adorable. It is It is kind of cute, actually. Because she does not give a shit. She's trying to rob the arcade right now. It's like, but those coins are so hard to carry. Yeah. And then uh, Calvin's like, what happened to your parents? She's like, I ate them. Because her name is Spider. Yes. And you know what? I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> and so um, there's uh, the, the rest of them show up with the trophy, and there's a bit of a tussle, and they drop the trophy, and smoke emerges from it, and we get Uncle Impy. Good old Uncle Impy. Oh, yeah. He talks. Oh, God. What was the name of that voice actor? Because yeah, they're sending off fireworks outside still. Yeah, that's how I remember that. Uh, well, Anaheim was like that, too. Just like, yeah, it's more like the month of July. <laughs> I know. I made a joke last year. It was like, hey, my neighbors would like to wish everybody a happy July 2nd. <laughs> Michael Sonier is the name of the guy that voices Uncle Impy, although he, he uses a pseudonym, which was uh, Dookie Flyswatter. <laughs> and um, does not look like you would expect for that voice. No? He's a white guy. Okay, yeah, I would not have guessed that. Yeah, because he's like very intentionally sounding black. It's like, oh, baby, oh, yeah, it was really cramped in there, baby. Yeah. And my note says, what the fuck is this fucking thing? <laughs> That's Uncle Impy. Yeah, Uncle Impy, which they didn't have when they shot. So all the actors are having to react to, to just somebody reading the lines. Probably really deadpan, too. <laughs> uh, good. And they shot the imp later. The imp is mostly a puppet. I mean, his yeah. mouth doesn't move. Looks puppety. Yeah, he just kind of like... Moves around a little. His mouth doesn't move as he talks, though. Well, he's an imp, so I'm just assuming he communicates telepathically. Yeah, he's like, oh, I bet all the boys we got any pretty girls tonight. And Spider's like, Spider just calls the imp a prick. <laughs> Which, I mean. And Uncle Impy, he's like, oh, that hurts. That hurts, you know. Is that any way to talk to your Uncle Impy? I was going to grant each and every one of you a wish. And um, so he starts granting wishes. That that's what Uncle Impy does. He's a he's a fucking like hobgoblins. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He'll make your yeah. wildest dreams come true. But hey, there's a fucking catch here. It's a it's a very weird. Uh, he's a very weird looking genie. Hello, it is me, contributor. This is the review I wrote about the slime ball for for Yelp.com. It was written. By me, contributor, Dear Yelp.com, 
I hope that this pencil and paper type of letter finds you well. How are Mrs. Yelp and the kids? Good, I hope. I am writing today to tell you about my family's wonderful experience at the slime ball Bolorama. I went with my fiance and our two children. Their names are Alphadora and KentuckyFriedChicken.com. We had a wonderful time throwing the balls and wearing the special shoes. They even put up those little things on the gutters so the kids will never know that they suck at bowling. But the real best thing about the slime ball Bolorama is Uncle Ippy. He is like the robots they have at Chuck E. Cheese restaurants, except that Uncle Ippy is totally real and he grants wishes. My son, KentuckyFriedChicken.com, wished to be older, so Uncle Ippy gave him a long white beard and moderate arthritis. My daughter, Alphadora, did not make any wishes because she is a perfect daughter who is loved and wants for nothing. I give the slime ball Bolorama 40 and one half of the stars. The only reason I do not give it all 43 of the stars is because when we were there, Uncle Ippy murdered a bunch of folks and that kind of upset the children. You can find more at contributor.blog, spelled normally, K-O-N-T-R-I-B-U-T-O-R dot blog. Yours forever, Contributor. Calvin is like, oh yeah, I'm not going to trust any wishes from this fucking guy. And Spider's like, yeah, me neither. Let's fuck off. <laughs> so Calvin and Spider fuck off, but uh, Jimmy and Taffy, you know, they stay. They make their wish. Jimmy wishes for lots of gold. And what's he get? He gets this tiny fucking little tiny pile of, like, gold bars. She's cuddling up to real nice. He's like, I'm going to get my nails done, do my hair by a Porsche and a Maserati and five Ferraris and a Lamborghini. And I'm like, how about a fucking house, dude? Uh, he's happy with his house. He's got this <laughs> flat where he shares the house with three random dudes and a bunch of beer. He's yeah, fine. He's got cars now. Yeah, where's he going to put all these cars? That's, then, poor uh, that's, that's poor people thinking. And then Keith's wish is to fuck Lisa. You know, I think he, he he whispers his wish, which has to be some sex thing. Because now Lisa is all like super horny for him. Yep. And just dragging him off to go have sex. She's suddenly very thirsty. Yeah, suddenly. And she's like dressed in a, like a sex worker. She's got like lingerie on randomly. Yeah. Just suddenly and, you know, no no free will. <laughs> yeah, I feel really bad for Lisa because she didn't even get a wish in this movie. No, she didn't. She was just, she was just made into somebody else's wish. Yeah, she gets the short end of the stick. Yeah, and Taffy's like, well, I was never at senior prom. Okay, well, here you go. Here, you're at prom now. And she's in this prom dress dancing to, with herself. Yeah, it's like, that's just a dress, though. You're not actually prom queen. Yeah. Uncle Wimpy didn't send you back, back, <laughs> back to high school. And it looks ridiculous with a fucking Jimmy here with his caressing his gold bars while this girl dances around in a prom dress. And they're just happy as possible. Well, uh, Keith's out there get in the back. Uh, yeah, getting too much of what he wished for. Yeah, getting more than he can handle. Yeah, she's just, he's like, wait, wait, this is too much sex. <laughs> I had Snoo Snoo. Yeah, death by Snoo Snoo. The, the janitor, I have his line here because he, he finally gets out of the, the closet, but he has a line there. He's like, wow, this door's stuck tighter than a nun's cunt. <laughs> 
I'm like, ooh, uh. It's like, uh, you, you haven't seen the nun movies I've seen, sir. Yep. And then, uh, Babs, Frankie is the other sorority girl. Babs, yeah. Frankie, and Rhonda, they're, they're watching this through the surveillance cameras. Yeah, Frankie's, like, obsessed with her hair. And I'm like, Frankie, it's the middle of the night. No one's gonna see you. But Uncle Limpy does. Oh, Uncle Limpy does. He's like, no fair sneaking and peeking! And just, boom, turns them into zombies. Well, Frankie and Rhonda into zombies. Bab still has to run around screaming for a while. Yeah. So, we got these two zombie girls running around now. And Babs goes and gets herself electrocuted by the door because Uncle Impy has somehow just locked them all in now. And Spider and, well, Calvin is like, oh my god, it's starting. All the bad shit that I warned you guys about with this imp is happening. Yeah. Because now we see that the, the, the witches are fake. Jimmy suddenly realizes that all his gold is just fucking wood. Yeah. It's painted wood. Uh, Taffy is just wearing some, like, tattered-ass, ugly dress. And the imp is like, oh, you poor fucking boo-hoo. Uh, on the plus side, Keith is still, uh, still getting laid. Yeah, laid to death, basically. <laughs> Look, at least his wish is technically working. And the zombie girls, they run up, and I guess they cut off Jimmy's head in the, the, the ball return? Yep. And then, uh... They bowl with his head. Yep, pretty pretty brutal way to go. And Uncle Impy is narrating it all like a like a sporting event. Yeah. Oh, it's in the gutter again. Well, the head doesn't even make it all the way down the bowling alley because I, you I know, mean, the head it isn't not really shaped for bowling purposes. She was going to have to give a little more stank on it if you want. She wanted to get it to the end of the uh, the lane. Yeah. And then I have a note here that says, "Ooh, there's a spooky wooky monster in the mall." Ooh. I don't know if that's my note or if that's a line that M Uncle Impy has. <laughs> it could be either. Yeah, because, oh, there's a spooky wooky monster in the mall is totally a note I would take. There's also a, totally a line that could be in the movie. <laughs> yeah. And meanwhile, Rhonda, the one that was... No, was, well, Rhonda's the one that's turned straight up into the Bride of Frankenstein. Yeah. Just literally, just, she's got the whole hairstyle, the dress and everything, and she's running around chasing after Taffy. And then meanwhile, we get more uh, Keith being sex-phobic all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> Too much for you now, eh, Keith? Yeah, and he's like, we're going a bit fast. And it's like, motherfucker, you were spying on these girls naked and practically jacking off in the hallway. And now you're all, oh no, I'm being harassed. It's like, this is what you asked for, my man. <laughs> this is what you want, this is what you get. <laughs> and then, uh... Calvin, I don't know what is up with him, because him and Spider are curled up in a closet, and he's just, like, laying on her lap going, like, Mommy! And, oh, Keith gets appropriate justice. He's sexually harassed and perved over these girls. Now he's getting sexually harassed. He's such a pathetic fuck. I hated this character. Yeah, you suck. Yeah. Um, incidentally, David Dakota's direction was for him to be in tidy whities Uh. No, he's wearing, like, four pairs of boxer shorts. Yeah, well. And... Let's see here. Oh, yeah, Rhonda trying to put on makeup, and I'm like, it's not going to work. You're undead, bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was going to say, I don't think with the undead, uh, I don't think you're, that, that, that doesn't wipe out. And so the, the kitchen at this bowling alley, for some reason, they've left hot grease in these fryers and left the fryers going after they've closed? Apparently. Somebody forgot. Yeah, because uh, that's... But they do serve Dr. Pepper, so it's a quality establishment. Yeah, but they... That's how Keith gets it, is one of the zombie girls dunks his head into the fryer. Yep. Not the first time we've seen that sort of death in one of our movies. Yep. And I have no sympathy for this guy. 
No. Much like the one that died that way in Sleepaway Camp. Fuck them. Yep. <laughs> and Uncle Impy is like, crispy critters. <laughs> yeah, Uncle Impy just makes bad one-liners the whole movie. Yeah, he doesn't, like, run around or do anything. He just stands still and yeah, shouts. He literally does nothing. He does nothing. He, well, he grants these wishes, but he, he never moves. He, he grants wishes, and he turns people into demon zombie things that enact his will, and then that's it. That's all he does. So Calvin and Spider, they're trying to find some weapons, and then they have, like, suddenly a romance. Because Calvin's like, I remember the first time I saw you, Spider, and the music is, like, lightly romantic. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, what the hell? Meanwhile, the zombie girls catch up with Taffy, and guess how they kill her? Uh, they pull her. Good old-fashioned Taffy pull. Pretty sure she had that name entirely for that, that death scene. Yep. Babs manages to regain consciousness, and she's O-Godding all over the place. Yep. And I do like the effects with Taffy's body, by the way. Yeah. When, like, she stumbles on the body, they have her missing midsection hidden by a partition. Yeah. So it looks like it's two different chunks. Yep. It's like the, uh, the song a girl and half magic trick. Exactly. It was good. I like this. The shot was nice. It was a very well done shot. And Uncle Impy shouts from his, his, his one spot that he stands that, oh, I'm going to get you people. I love that Spider, like, is completely just doesn't care, too. Yeah. It's like, man, she must have seen some shit if this doesn't bug her. Well, she manages to get one of the zombie girls stuck in the in the bowling where the pins are. Yeah. And then she just throws a fucking uh, bowling ball right at her her stupid face. Yeah. And I guess she dies. You can kill these undead pretty easy. Yeah, about that. And then um, Babs is like, yay, you killed her. Nimpy's like, bitch, you're going to take her place. Boom, now yep. Babs is a zombie. <laughs> That's right. So Spider and Calvin come across the janitor and get all of the backstory. Yeah, now we get the big reveal. <laughs> yeah, because, uh, well, first of all, the janitor, he thinks they're on drugs. <laughs> yeah. He's like, drugs aren't the answer. You got to do like they say on the TV. You got to say no. And um, big dad energy from uh, from the yeah. janitor here. They're like, there's an imp that that got released. He's like, oh yeah, yeah, guy locked that imp up like thirty years ago. And um, killed a bunch of people. It was horrible. Yeah, back in the fifties, this guy just wished to bowl a perfect game, and then everybody was dying. But hey, he was bowling a three hundred. The other thing here, this bit that goes on forever, is that the uh, the janitor is deaf? <laughs> yes. Well, a very hard of hearing. Yeah, and it's just a bit that goes on forever. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely got some shtick going on here. There are some demons that are murdering my friends, and... Um, demons? Murdering yeah. your friends? I gotta tell you both, kids, drugs are not the answer. What you gotta do, you gotta do like it says on the TV. You gotta learn to say no. Hey, don't interrupt him. It gets better. Well, uh, I'll start at the beginning. Um, it was an initiation. Initiation? It was an initiation, and we had to help these two girls get into a sorority. To get in, they had to steal a bowling trophy. What? Steal a bowling trophy? A bowling trophy. What bowling trophy? Uh, well, it was a large one opened up you didn't open it up though did you well it, i didn't no uh but uh yeah yeah it got opened my god my god my god my god you know what you done you done let the imp out you know about it 
Thirty years he's been in there and you let him out. How many's dead? Three that we know of. Well, there was two, two of them turned into demons and we had to kill one of them. And then one of them is still loose and, uh, and then there are two of our friends who are still missing. So... Thirty years. Hey, if you know something about this, you better tell us. Because that imp has his whole damn place sealed up. And the only way out is by dying. I ain't lying. No, it was 30 years. I don't know. I've been here that long. I've been here at this bowling alley almost all my life. Here we are. Matter of fact, it was March 1956. You see, there was a fella named Dave McCabe used to come in here all the time. He loved to bowl, but he was just terrible at it, don't you know? I mean, just awful. Every time he picked up the ball, it'd end up in the gutter. Well, folks, they, they laughed at him, and they, they made fun of him. Then one day, McCabe came in, and he bowled a perfect game. And he kept right on to doing it. Every one of them perfect. Strike every time. He even won the, the league tournament that year. And that's when all the terrible things started to happen. Everybody who'd ever, ever made fun of or laughed at old Dave, I mean, even just a little bit, they started turning up dead, and I mean awful dead, all ripped apart. It was terrible things to see. Enough, Pops. Yeah, yeah, you're right. They did call the cops. And the cops figured old Dave done it, and they took him away. Poor fella. He died that very year in the gas chamber, just two days before Christmas. Sounds like an awful mess. No, no, he never did confess. No, sir, right up to the very end, he said he never done it. Said he used black magic to call up some sort of imp, you know, to help him out and be a better bowler and all. And then he said things just got out of hand and this imp just started killing everything in sight. That is really the most stupid damn story I've ever heard. Uh, no, 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 it wasn't a bird, it was an imp. An imp, you see. No, uh, Dave told me that, and I believe him because I was there. I seen them bodies. Oh, it was terrible, terrible, terrible. So then they they like, okay, thank you for the backstory, janitor. Have a nice day. Goodbye. And then Calvin has a line of, he's like, oh goddamn, she demons. I hate them. Yeah. Like, how often are you encountering she demons, Calvin? <laughs> well, I mean, the movie they were watching at the beginning, I guess, involved the succubus. So yeah, back to that. But then he likes them because he was really into that movie. He didn't want to go see the spanking because he was into the succubus movie. I mean, that is the point of the succubus, right? Yep. Calvin gets some Molotov cocktails for, for him and Spider. They set one of the zombie girls on fire, which is a good burning person special effect. Yeah, it's uh, it was it was Babs that got the, uh, the fire because uh, apparently Babs gets in, beats the shit out of it, beats Lisa to death with the uh, bedazzled paddle. Yeah. And then they have this scene, and then Calvin drops a one-liner. Of? I can't remember what he de- he says when he sets her on fire. I know he says Have a cocktail, or something like that? Yeah. And then a spider yeah. is like, it, oh. It, it was well done, much like Babs. Oh. Oh. Spider says, oh, it's too bad we had to kill her. I really like the outfit she had on. And then uh, the one that's the Bride of Frankenstein goes to kill the janitor, and he goes, oh, God damn that fucking imp. <laughs> yeah, I know, I love it. He's like resigned to die, but he's just like, damn the imp. Fuck that imp. <laughs> and so they, they cut off her head, and the flying head manages to open the door to the bowling alley. So they're like, hooray, we can escape. 
Yeah, because I guess the magic gets used if the magic interacts with itself and disables itself. I think the janitor mentioned something about that. Well, there, there's still a she-demon in the backseat of their car, though. Yeah, there's that, too. And there's it, a- It's, uh, it's fucking... What's her name? Frankie. Yeah. She's back for reasons. She got her head put back on, I guess. Yeah. There's a, a neat car flip. Yep. Now them Duke boys. Yeah. Um, Spider manages... To, uh, there's no showdown. No. With, yeah. Spider just goes up with this fucking, uh... Tin for tr- uh, tobacco because it's Prince Albert brand. Yeah, do you have Prince Alberto in a can? Yeah, and just like okay, imp into the can. <laughs> He's just like, oh, oh nuts! <laughs> you got me. And um, and they just leave this tin of tobacco sitting on the sidewalk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, well, that's gonna get opened in like an hour. <laughs> Spider, spiders, like, let's just go back to my place. Yeah, it's like. Yeah, we should stick around for the cops. No, I'm going to answer questions about the eight fucking bodies in here. Let's get out of here. Yeah. He's like, he's like all right. I mean, I mean immediately, not? you know, one cop's going to pick this up and go, hey, what's this tobacco? Oh, fuck, it's an imp that stands completely still and shouts at people. And then we get the awesome song over the credits again. <laughs> Welcome to the darkness. Welcome to the darkness. So where do you put this movie on the coffee scale? I like this movie. I, I, I'll I take it over all the, the coffees. I think it's a lot of fun. It's goofy as shit, but it's really fast. <laughs> it's under it's under an hour and a half. It knows what it wants to be, doesn't overstay it welcome, and it, and it gets out. It's that, <laughs> it, it's that good morning coffee right before we go. <laughs> yep. Just entertains you for a little bit, a little quick and fun, and then uh, have a laugh and then move on. Doesn't overstay its welcome. Nope. There is a sequel that came out in 2022, which I have not seen, and probably, I don't know, we might do it if we're desperate. Yeah, I, I saw that, because it came up, like, when you watch it, it's like, next next up, sorority ball, the girl, sorority girl in the slime ball, ballrama 2, like, they made a sequel? Yeah, it's directed by Brink Stevens, so Taffy directs it. <laughs> she must have had fun making the movie. Well, looking at the screenshots, it looks like a porno, almost. I no, mean, the, the Uncle Impy still looks the same, though. I mean, you, you can't change Uncle Impy. Oh, you get Michelle Bowers back as Lisa. Brink Stevens, <laughs> who directed it, is also back as Taffy. Ow. <laughs> yeah, we might watch it someday. I don't know. It doesn't look very entertaining. Well, it is free on Tubi currently. Yep, of course it is. Oh, Uncle Impy's getting a little kiss. Lucky Uncle Impy. Who kisses Impy? But it's a good movie. It's not bad. I mean... It's it's a classic of the, of the yeah. exploitation genre. Yeah, it's it's fun. I mean, why not? It's a good time. Yeah, totally recommend it. Free on yeah. Tubi. Oh, and look, there, there's a first look at the Five Nights at Freddy's movie. That That's in the same vein. Kind of is. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, in the... Uh, I mean, you got the security camera. The ads we play, you know, I think Contributor referred to Uncle Impy as one of the Chuck E. Cheese robots. I guess they're phasing those out. Yeah, they are. I watched a video where they were dismantling them at a Chuck E. Cheese, and there's just this woman in the parking lot beating the head to destroy it and get it into a dumpster. And she's just like with this crowbar beating on Chuck E. Cheese's head to break it apart. Kind of sad. And she is just so not into the task. Like, this is just her job. She's not even like, fuck like, you, Chucky. She's just like... She's like, I'm, I apologize, Charles. It's just it's just business. Just business. Just business, Charles. But 
Any other thoughts on this movie? Yeah, it's it's what you want from the, from this genre of film, right? Yeah, it's fun. I mean, it's, it's got some good kills. It's got some silly one-liners, and it's under an hour and a half, so it doesn't overstay. It's welcome. It's paced well. It's fine. It's great. Yeah, it's just in and out. You know, you get what you came for. Yep. This is this is the this is your your baseline for what this kind of movie should be. Yep. Um, Dakota knows his stuff. You know, yep. He he's like, okay, that's the title, that's the poster. Here's the movie. Boom. This Done. is exactly <laughs> this is exactly the movie. Uh, it should be. Yep. And doesn't need to be more, and it's not less, and it's 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 a lot of fun. So we'll definitely watch it again. Our bonus episode is another one and done Dakota classic, a is talking it? cat. <laughs> a talking cat. Yeah, you gotta get that Intero bang in it. <laughs> right, because, well, there's like fucking six exclamation points and four question marks in the title. <laughs> a talking cat? <laughs> yeah. And uh, next week, hey, we're doing uh, David Dakota next week. Wow. Yeah. Never done him, never done him before. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, you'll love his movies. Yeah. But that was our episode on Sorority Babes and the Slimeball Bolorama. Hope you enjoyed it. Big special thanks to Martha Page, Fluffy Devil, William Wright, and Contributor for recording their contributions to this episode and the bonus episode. Make sure to subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen to your podcasts, and tell your friends, help get the word out. You can check out more episodes at our website, exploititpodcast.com. Follow us on Instagram at exploititpodcast or on Twitter at podcastexploit. You can also join our Exploitit Discord. Which we have the Discord open for, like, chatting and stuff. Or contact us at exploitapodcast at gmail.com. So join us for our bonus feature, A Talking Cat. Till then! (laughs) 